Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to... Is this the last day of March? Is it? Let me check my calendar. Yes, it is. Last day of March 31st. Nice to have you with us. And we are moving into April. Going to have a, I think, a nice, cool April here. We hope right now. It is a cool 70 degrees. And uh, low tonight will be 64. So we've been in high 50s at night. Tonight's supposed to get down to 64. So it's warming up a little bit. So let's look at... This day in trivia history, and we've got a couple of uh, interesting, and they even throw a few jokes on these on this page too. What's the difference between in-laws and outlaws? That's easy. Outlaws are wanted, <laughs> except for us that have good in-laws. We 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 want our good in-laws. George Carlin, famous comedian, said the real reason we can't have the Ten Commandments in the courthouse, you cannot post, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, and thou shalt not lie. You cannot have that in a building full of lawyers, judges, and politicians. It would create a hostile work environment. (laughs) He had some good ones. This day in history... Oklahoma, the musical started, and it's 1943 or something. My mother watched that thing incessantly. I tried not to, but... Also on this day was Daylight Savings, 1918, March 31st. The first U.S. Daylight Saving Times begin. Germany had begun it in uh, 1916, U.K. also, uh, but it was repealed in 1919, kind of stopped and it reinstated, it reinstated during World War II after the war and it varied amongst states not everybody adopted it but it became nationwide in 1966 and hopefully nationwide next year they're going to do away with it be fine with me we're still waiting for our time to change here those of you guys up in the states know that you're going hey I thought you were on it you know whatever you we're on an hour later in one sense, wherever you are, until the time changes probably next week. U.S. Virgin Islands were purchased on March 31st, 1917. The U.S. takes possession of the Danish Virgin Islands after purchasing them from Denmark for $25 million in gold, the only place in the U.S. where the traffic drives on the left. I'd like to go there. Be nice to visit that. March 31st, 1889. The Eiffel Tower is opened at 984 feet. It was the tallest man-made structure in the world at that time, designed by Gustav Eiffel. And finally, the expulsion of the Jews from Spain. March 31st, 1492, King Ferdinand II and Queen Isabella ordered the Jews to either convert to Catholicism or leave Spain by July 31st. Jews who did not convert or leave by the deadline were subject to torture. 
and summary execution. As a result, over 200,000 Jews converted to Catholicism between and between 40,000 and 100,000 were expelled. And the Ottoman Empire welcomed the Jews and even sent the Ottoman Navy for their passage to their land, stating those who say that Ferdinand and Isabella are wise are indeed fools, for he gives me his enemy, his national treasure, the Jews. <laughs> so there was a Muslim that understood the, the, the wisdom and the intelligence of the Jews and, uh, as a national treasure. The, <laughs> wish, they had, wish they kept that attitude now, can you imagine? The Ottoman Empire saying they valued the Jews. Man, if they'd only know their own history. And there, if the edict was finally revoked in 1968 following the Vatican, Second Vatican Council, Although the Jews have been allowed, uh, had been allowed openly to practice religion for some time, so there you go. Um, Catholic evangelism, torture, convert or die—not a good way, not a biblical way, not anything what the Lord ever wanted to happen. Okay, so I think with that we should be ready to start. And if you can look over in Deuteronomy five. And Luke 10 this morning. So, Father, we thank you for this time. I do ask that you would guide us, direct us in our minds and our hearts. Thank you for giving us this time that we have together in your word, in Jesus' name. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 5, the Ten Commandments repeated. Then Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and the ordinances which I am speaking today in your hearing, that you may learn them and observe them carefully. The Lord our God made a covenant with us at Horeb. The Lord did not make this covenant with our fathers, but with us, with all those of us alive here today. The Lord spoke to you face to face at the mountain from the midst of the fire, while I was standing between the Lord and you at that time, to declare to you the word of the Lord, for you were afraid because of the fire and did not go up on the mountain. He said, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or what is on earth beneath or the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and on the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing loving kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your ox or your donkey or any of your cattle or your sojourner who stays with you so that your male servant or your female servant may rest as well as you. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out of there by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, 
that your days may be prolonged, that it may go well with you on the land in which your Lord your God gives you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, you shall not desire your neighbor's house, his field, or his male servant, or his female servant, his ox, or his donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. These words the Lord spoke to all your assembly at the mountain in the midst of the fire of the cloud and of the thick gloom with a great voice. And he added no more. He wrote them on two tablets of stone and gave them to me. And when you heard the voice in the midst of the darkness, while the mountain was burning with fire, you came near to me, all the heads of your tribes and your elders. You said, Behold, the Lord your God has shown us his glory and his greatness, and we have heard his voice from the midst of the fire. We have seen today that God speaks with man, yet he lives. Now then, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us. If we hear the voice of the Lord our God any longer, then we shall die. For who is there of all flesh who has heard the voice of the living God speaking from the midst of the fire as we have and lived? Go near and hear all that the Lord our God says. Then speak to us all that the Lord our God speaks to you, and we will hear and do it. The Lord heard the voice of your words when you spoke to me. And the Lord said to me, I have heard the voice of the words of this people which they have spoken to you. They have done well in all that they have spoken. Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep my commandments always, that it may be well with them and with their sons forever. Go, say to them, return to your tents. But as for you, stand here by me, that I may speak to you all the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which you shall teach them, that they may observe them in the land which I give them to possess. So you shall observe to do just as the Lord your God has commanded you, and you shall not turn aside to the right or to the left. You shall walk in the way which the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live and that it may be well with you, that you may prolong your days in the land which you possess." repetition of the Ten Commandments. Why? Because, again, this is the new generation that's getting ready to go in by faith. Their parents that went in and spied out the land, it's 40 years, 38 years later, they've all died. And he says, this wasn't written for them, it's written for you. It's written for people that are alive and willing to obey. What happened to the parents? Well, they, they broke all the Ten Commandments right off the bat especially the ones about not having any other God, creating a graven image. They made the golden calf. And uh, they then desired one another. They had their orgies. They had had all of the, pretty much everything they broke. Uh, And now Moses is telling these people, it's only going to work to go into the land of possession if you follow my ordinances. And again, the Ten Commandments are not given to us to be burdensome. They're given to us to be a protection and a help as a guide to our life. We don't 
follow them for salvation, but we certainly want to follow them for an abundant life. I mean, who does not want to agree that we shouldn't kill, we shouldn't steal, we shouldn't covet, we shouldn't take things that aren't ours, that we should honor our mother and our father? And even this whole thing about worshiping on the Sabbath, which just gets so confused, um, which is was there written for the Jews for a specific purpose, we find out very plainly in Galatians, Hebrews, you go in there and you read these things, you find out that we do honor the Sabbath because Jesus is our Sabbath rest. He is our Sabbath. We rest in him and we honor the Sabbath every single day. You can get legalistic about Saturday if you want to and worship on Saturday. Go ahead if that works for you. But the, uh, the first century believers, Paul, all these Jewish guys that were big on worshiping on Saturday, very serious about it, following the law, chose to worship on Sunday, the day of the resurrection. So they kept the Sabbath by keeping Jesus as the Lord of the Sabbath. So these things, we follow them and we honor all of the Ten Commandments, but we don't do it as unto works for righteousness, for salvation. We do it because God says, this is the guide to follow, to live well on this earth, to live one with another, and to live well with God. And so we take that, and then as just a guide, and then we add to that everything we've been given in the New Testament. And then in the New Testament, now we have the words that lead to life and everlasting life, salvation, which is the gospel message. So all, all everything in the Old Testament was to lead us to Christ and the gospel. It was a given as a guide. Luke chapter 10 now. The 70 sent out. Now, after this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them in pairs ahead of him to every city and place where he himself was going to come. And he was saying to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go, behold, I send you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money belt, no bag, no shoes. And greet no one on the way. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in that house, eating and drinking what they give you, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not keep moving from house to house. Whatever city you enter, and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal those who are sick, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whatever city you enter, and they do not receive you, go out into its streets and say, Even the dust of your city, which clings to our feet, we wipe off and protest against you. Yet be sure of this, that the kingdom of God has come near. I say to you, it will be more tolerable in that day for Sodom and than for that city. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, which occurred in you, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, 
will not be exalted to heaven, will you? You will be brought down to Hades. The one who listens to you listens to me, and the one who rejects you rejects me. And he who rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that these spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. At that time, he rejoiced greatly in the Holy Spirit and said, I praise you, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for this way was well-pleasing in your sight. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Turning to the disciples, he said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things which you see. For I say to you that many prophets and kings wished to see the things which you see and did not see them, and to hear the things which you hear and did not hear them. And the lawyer stood up and put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? How does it read to you? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But wishing to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied and said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among robbers. And they stripped him and beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. And by chance, a priest was going down on the road and saw him and passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite also, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan who was on a journey came upon him, and when he saw him, he felt compassion, and he came to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. And he put him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day he took out two denarii, and gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I return, I will repay you. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the robber's hands? And he said, The one who showed mercy towards him. And Jesus said to him, Go and do the same. Now, as they were traveling along, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his words. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations, and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. And the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. We've got a number of things going on in Luke chapter 10. We have this, these parables. You have the issue of the, the 70 being sent out 
uh, by the Lord. And um, for the purpose, again, of, of preaching the gospel, but notice how Jesus sends them out without him. Normally they're always following him. And he sends them out as evangelists to go preach the kingdom of God. And it is training exercise because they need to get used to ministering and speaking in, in Jesus' name without him being present because they don't realize it yet, but Jesus is going to the cross. And so they need to know what it's like to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, walk in the Holy Spirit, be guided by him, and then be used of him. So Jesus essentially is with them in the third person of the Trinity, if we can use that phraseology without getting too far off track theologically. And he is using them to do what he was doing, the miracles, the casting out of demons. Everything that he did in his ministry, he is now multiplying through his apostles so that we get the understanding that we are the body of Christ. He's now beginning that lesson or beginning that reality that he is going to use us as the church to be his body ministering we are the hands the feet the heart the voice ministering to the world and so they go out and do that and of course they're all excited because they can cast out demons they can do all this they have this power in jesus and don't rejoice in that don't rejoice you got superpowers rejoice that your names are in the, rejoice that you're saved it's not they had no power in themselves. It was God that had chosen, that God had received them, and they were saved. Rejoice in that, and that's what we're always to rejoice in, of course. And then, of course, we get this beautiful thing about the the man wanting to know how to become, how to be, enter into the kingdom of God. From a Jewish perspective, how can I have eternal life? Now, my my personal opinion that Jesus was going to build on what he was saying to this man. In other words, from the current Jewish perspective, it was what was in the law. And you notice he didn't quote the Ten Commandments, have no other God before they do not steal, do not this. He said, what's in the law? And this man truly understood what the heart of the law was. And, And this is phenomenal. We forget this. And this is why I like Deuteronomy. We're reading Deuteronomy. It's just perfect that we're reading Deuteronomy right now because what is in the heart of the law is in repeated over and over and over in Deuteronomy, which is why Jesus continually quotes in the New Testament, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. He said, that's it. And in a sense, that is the essence of salvation. When you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, then you accept that God sent his Son for us to be our propitiation, you accept that Jesus was sent by God, that he is the second person of the Trinity. He did die for you. That is loving God with all your heart, your soul, and mind. It was just a new, this is this is not, this is prior to the cross when this man is saying this. And so Jesus says, you're right. And he gives them the parable of having compassion and showing compassion. So yes, it was to have a heart that was that was sensitive to the things of God, that God is the God of compassion, that God is the God of mercy, and God wants to use his or extend that compassion and mercy through us. So do that. That's your neighbor. Do that, and you'll inherit eternal life. Now, that prior to the cross, 
there was some connection to works righteousness. But at the cross, everything was paid, and it now becomes by grace. So you have to understand the time frame we're talking about leading up to the cross, who Jesus is talking to prior to going to the cross. But it also connects if he wasn't saying don't steal and don't steal your neighbor's wife and you'll inherit eternal life. Those are just surface law issues of, of external works. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. That is a heart issue. That is goes much deeper. That goes on the faith level. That goes on the level that says, I love God. I believe God is real and I trust him. So there's some great stuff there. And then Mary and Martha, of course, we see the, the great uh, conflict in ministry, the great thing when you're in the church, you're serving God. And the thing which often happens is you become so busy about the Father's business, you have no time for the Father. Right? You get so busy serving, and I just, I'm working for God, working for God, working for God, that you stop. You don't, you don't stop. You don't stop to spend time with him and sit at his feet. Hopefully that's what this is. Hopefully this is the time that we do that, that we use that time. We don't want to get ahead of just being like Mary and sitting at his feet. We appreciate Martha. We all need to be like Martha, ready to serve and work tirelessly. But the, uh, the concept is we need to be both. We need to be both Mary and Martha. We need to work when it's time to work, but always be ready to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen. Let him, let him build us up, strengthen us. And he says, this will not be taken away from you. He will make the time. He will help you make the time. If you sit down and say, Lord, this is a priority in my life. All right, March 31st for Charles Spurgeon. Presence of mind, be not afraid of sudden fear. It's the title. Neither of the desolation of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Proverbs 3, 25 and 26. When God is aboard in judgments, he would not have his people alarmed. He has not come forth to harm, but to defend the righteous. He would have them manifest courage. We who enjoy the presence of God ought to display presence of mind. Since the Lord himself may suddenly come, we ought not to be surprised at anything sudden. Serenity under the rush and roar of unexpected evils is the precious gift of divine love. The Lord would have his chosen display discrimination so that they may see that the desolation of the wicked is not a real calamity to the universe. Sin alone is evil. The punishment which follows thereupon is as a preserving salt to keep society from putrefying. We should be far more shocked at the sin which deserves hell than at the hell which comes out of sin. So too should the Lord's people exhibit great quietness of spirit. Satan and his serpent seed are full of all subtlety. But those who walk with God shall not be taken in their deceitful snares. Go on, believer in Jesus, and let the Lord be thy confidence. And that's what we, we need to do and we should do.
So, Father, this is our prayer. This is our heart that we would go on and let you be our confidence. Let you guide us and direct. We should not be surprised, Lord, of the things that come out of hell. <clears throat> the different incredible evils that are going on in the world right now and, and the desire the enemy has to kill, to cause disease, to cause those who stumble, create confusion, division. But, Father, we marvel as the strength of the church and the way you bring people together from so many different backgrounds, so many different differing points of view. You make us one. You make us strong. You make us lovers of you, of, of that which is good. People who love purity, who love uh, all that you are doing in this world and that's willing to stand up against all that is evil. So thank you, Father, and thank you for my brothers and sisters, which you are um, empowering with your Holy Spirit through the knowledge of your word to walk circumspectly, to walk close to you, to walk in rightness, righteousness, the right way. We desire to not get off course, but to use these times and use your, your word in our lives to guide us and direct us. And Father, we thank you for the knowledge. We know how to have eternal life. How can we gain eternal life? We just simply fall at the cross. We fall at front of you, God, and we plead for your mercy. And we ask you to be our propitiation. To go and take upon yourself the wrath of God for our sin. To pay the price of our sin on the cross. So we thank you, God, we are set free. Thank you we've been brought into an everlasting relationship with you. And now, God, we can we can make that stand and we can go on in this world no matter what things come. And with that knowledge, God, we pray and we believe in your supernatural healing power. And so we do pray that as Francisco is laying there in his bed, you are supernaturally healing everything that just happened in the surgery, that you're using the white blood cells, you're multiplying them, you're fighting off infection, God. You are bringing cells back into existence that didn't exist before, that you're building muscle tissue, you're building all of the connective tissue, God, even uh, whatever that they, that they had to disturb to go in there to get out that tumor that now it's repairing. And thank you, God. And thank you that it was able to be taken out. Thank you, uh, Father, that he's now resting and recovering. And we just ask that you do it speedily in this, in his, in this time, that he could be um, alert and eating and uh, resting and even walking. So, God, we, we ask you to just do a wonder today in this life. And we also, uh, Juan Carlos says, we know he's got uh, a lot to think about and look forward to right now. Going to the doctors, having the, the meeting, deciding the best course of action, God. Uh, it, it seems like you're going to have them go in and at least do a biopsy. So, God, we want to pray for strength for that and the timing that he has, would not have to wait. That he could get in and schedule the surgery quickly, God. And so this could be dealt with. So it's not a burden on them. So we want them to be at rest, God, and and uh, be building them up spiritually. Give him strength. Give Letty strength so they know, God, that this is something you're going to handle and take care of. 
we thank you for Pastor Joe, who went through a surgery yesterday. And we th- would uh, expect, God, that you are continuing to heal him up today and that he'd be feeling better and better, stronger and stronger, God. And we pray that his healing be supernatural as well, that he be back on his feet in no time, feeling great and no more pain. So, God, this we put that before you. We realize there's many other people dealing with all of these treatments um, and difficulties, and certainly with Celeste, find, refinding out that there's some cancer in her body. We pray you get, get that dealt with quickly. And we thank you for Renee's mom. Uh, for merging the things you're doing in her life, God, and keeping her uh, feeling good in the midst of this. And we pray that uh, continue to shrink whatever cancer cells she has down to nothing. So thank you for that, for Hank as well. Um, and some of these new cases that have popped up, God, the people we don't know well, uh, the missionaries from India, that would continue to lift them up, that um, this uh, this wonderful, godly woman is healed and even an old friend of mine, um, Everett, and his daughter, Father, when I lift her up, I just found out that she has some real medical needs going on. I pray that you'd be able to uh, touch Everett and Francine and, her, and their daughter, what's going on in their life, God, so that we could uh, see that coming. It's always difficult when you have a child, even a grown adult child, um, that you find out has some very serious medical issues going on tough to do with as a parent so just bless them and encourage them to be tight-knit as a family and being there for one another so thank you for them thank you for what you're doing god in in all of us keep us healthy father we pray in jesus name amen okay so thank you guys for being with us uh, hopefully you were with us last night as we we're in first samuel 25 it's good chapter um if not Go back and listen to it. Remember the podcast. If you could uh, subscribe to it, it helps it boost it up so it has visibility. Our desire is to use it as an outreach so that people that don't necessarily listen to the Bible and get, when, they're, when they're scanning across podcasts, they like to listen to things, they can just see this, hey, Manna for Breakfast, we'll start and click on it, start hearing the Word of God. So on any of the f- podcast formats, just look up, or most of them, 80% of them anyway, Matter for Breakfast. Subscribe to it. Even if you like the live podcast, at least we can get some boost up and a little more visibility. So thank you guys again for being here, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Same time. Bye-bye.